Global Pet Expo 2023 has just happened, and in this episode, we are recapping our overall impressions and thoughts on the 2023 show. Join Yolanta and Maddie from the Pet Boss Nation team. You don't want to miss this episode. Welcome to the Boss Your Business podcast, the show for the local pet business owner. If you have a physical building, carry inventory, have a team, or dream of having one someday, then this podcast is for you. You'll hear honest conversations from pet pros work in the streets of Main Street, where dog business is big business. I'm your show host, Candace Daniolo, the founder of Pet Boss Nation and a pet business coach. I've started, scaled, and sold three successful pet businesses, and now help mentor thousands of pet professionals to see success faster together. I'm sharing my favorite business tips with you, mixed with the latest secrets of what's working now, especially in this challenging world. So if you're a pet supply store, grooming salon, dog daycare, boarding facility, pet sitter, dog trainer, or really anyone covered in fur, let's get started. Hey guys, this is Yolanta and Maddie here coming to you fresh after Global Pet Expo 2023. I am Yolanta. I am the operations manager at Pet Boss Nation. I've been with Pet Boss for over a year and a half now, and it is super awesome to be working with our Pet Boss Club members who are dedicated pet professionals, who are committed to bringing profits to their passion for pets. And besides Pet Boss Nation, I'm also the owner of Pepper Media, in which I am a business development specialist helping with pet businesses with their lead generation, sales, and retention strategy. Hey guys, I'm Maddie Schutz. I am the creative director here at Pet Boss Nation. I am also the owner of Modern Companion. Modern Companion is a lifestyle pet accessory brand, as well as I operate a brick and mortar store that curates modern pet products alongside my own in Chapin, South Carolina. Woohoo, we're so excited to be here with you guys. So let's dive into it about Global. Tell us, Maddie, how did you feel about Global? You know, tell us also a little bit about what it is. So in this episode, we're going to talk about Global Pet Expo 2023, and this already happened. And if you don't know what Global Pet Expo is, it's an exclusive trade show for qualified pet businesses and the media, and it only happens once a year in Orlando, Florida. And it offers a unique opportunity to showcase new products, expand wholesale channels, network with pet professionals, and gain free education on improving different areas of your business. And Global Pet Expo provides a massive platform to connect and grow in the pet industry. Yolanta and I both got to go this year, and we're here to kind of recap our overall impressions and thoughts on the 2023 show. So yeah, let's talk about overall impressions. So I noticed a few things, and we can kind of deep dive into them and chat about them one by one. First off, the creative booths this year and the photo ops that they had uh, totally stood out to me. And another thing that I had noticed was that there was less handouts this year with pictures and pricing and more samples, lots and lots of samples. I also noticed that a lot of the companies are doing rebrands and a lot of brands are also trying to get into distribution and The best thing that I saw was that a lot of exhibitors and attendees and influencers were all taken to social media during the show and showcasing all of the fun and amazing things that had gone on. So you guys, I'm a dog lover. 
But at the show this year, I think the cats dominated. First of all, there were cat influencers at every corner or cat influencers, as I like to call them. And there was just a much bigger physical presence by cat brands. And they were really bringing innovation to the forefront. They were looking at how do we get attention by the attendees at the show to come and, you know, start considering carrying products for cats in their stores, because that is something that's slowly shifting in the industry. So another trend, something else that I noticed that was really cool at the show is in all the conversations, people are talking about bringing a higher level of care to pets. So premiumization of pet care, you could see it in every aspect, whether it was the packaging or whether it was the ingredients and also just the way that the brands were representing themselves. So that was super interesting, especially to people like us who are passionate pet parents who you know got into our pet businesses for that very reason. So that is probably really resonating with a lot of attendees at the show. And then also just a higher focus on enrichment. We're going to talk a little bit more about that later on in the episode because we have a lot of takeaways on that. And then another cool thing that I noticed was more and more influencer and brand collaborations that look like product development. So that's something I'm excited to talk about today too. So let's talk about some of the standout booths from the show this year. What were your thoughts, Maddie? So a lot of the booths got super creative and we mentioned in the other episode about how creating an interactive experience and something unique in your booth is only fun and it really gets people in there and talking about whatever you're trying to sell. And a few of them that I really liked was Bones & Co. had a really cool like greenery backdrop. And they had like a huge balloon display that people could take pictures in front of. And it was very inviting. And they even had a ring light, like where you could put your phone in it. And it was just a fun experience to get to talk to them, but also like take pictures. And I want to add to that, actually, because they were the only booth at the show that I saw that had a light for the selfie station. So guys, if you're going to be ever exhibiting at a trade show and creating a photo op like that, consider having lighting for the show. Yes, it was definitely, uh, I love that. And Bosco and Roxy's, they're a cookie company. They had these giant fake cookies, literally like twice the size of me that you could pose in front of, you could hold up. And then they had their entire booth wrapped in pictures of like their dog customers, their retail dog customers, like showcasing each one of their cookies. It was super inviting. It showed that they're really passionate about collaborating with retailers, as well as they're passionate about getting that pet community and showcasing it on their social medias. And they kind of incorporated that in their booth. And I thought that was really interesting and really fun. And then I think one booth had a magician. I kept going past it. I thought that was kind of a really unique way to get people into their booth. Boss Brands, the one that we uh, collaborated with, they had like that giant, I know you all, you took a picture and we're, we're doing social media <laughs> with that, about that giant, it was like, it was an interactive dog, right? That's it was, it a, was like a wolf or a werewolf or something. That, it was just like, and it like made noises whenever you like went past it. It was, that was really cool. Like it was something that like caught your eye and like invited you into the booth. Cause you're like, whoa, like taken back by it. So I thought they did a really incredible job. And then lots of booths had puppies 
and kittens and like rescue organizations that they had where you could actually rescue a dog or a cat. And I thought that was a clever way to get people in the booth because obviously we're pet parents and we miss our pets at home. So getting to just cuddle and pet a puppy for a few minutes was really cool. But also they had that rescue um, mindset. I know one of them was a bed company. And so they had the dogs, the puppies laying on the actual beds that they sell. And they look so cozy and it like helped kind of picture the product like in your store carrying it. So I thought out of all of those, those were definitely some like show stopping booths that totally stood out to me. Yeah. And definitely on the topic of the rescue organizations, I talked to them on day three and they had over half of all the pets adopted just at the start of day three. So I can imagine by the end of the show, because I think a lot of locals, a lot of Florida natives come to the show and they're able to bring puppies and kittens home with them. So that's a really, really great activation to, you know, attract people to your booth and also do, you know, something good, do a good cause. So yeah. And then some booths that I thought were cool. Well, first of all, um, I loved Pride and Groom's grooming demos. You could, if you brought your dog with you to the show, then you could just walk up to the booth and have, you know, them get a spa treatment, S-P-A-W spa treatment. (laughs) And that that was a really great activation to demo their products on a dog. And so you could see like the difference um, in the dog immediately after they got a little bit of grooming there, dry grooming. They pulled us in because I had my dog Domino with me and they they pulled him into the booth and they sat there with the brush and you just saw the hair coming off and they were just getting so excited about it. So yeah, they definitely, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Another thing that I thought was cool was another brand Brutus broth. They had their bone broth, their signature product that you could uh, try yourself, not just the dogs, but they basically the founder was showing how good it is by having a drink of it herself and offering it to people passing by, check it out, see how good it is. So that was really smart. And then another thing that I liked was I really wish that I had brought this home for Cody, my dog, canine sports sack had these huge tennis balls at their booth. Like they were like this bigger than the size of my head. And I was like, my, my dog is a hurting dog. That would be amazing to bring home. I know that some Florida native dog fluencers at the show, they, they took it home. So that was really fun to see. Besides really cool booths at the show, there were quite a few rebrands that were noticeable. Tell us more about that, Maddie. I think it's really clever when you do a rebrand to actually showcase it for the very first time at something this big, because it gets people talking. It, you know, everybody's here, the media, the retailers, the all the brands. So you're getting it all in one. So it's the perfect place and opportunity to reintroduce yourself if you've been in the industry for a while. And there was a few rebrands that I noticed, and a lot of them are switching to this very clean, this clear, like geared towards the modern day pet packaging. And if, again, our last uh, episode, I talked about that packaging and I definitely saw some good ones and not so good ones at the show, but Vital Essentials was one of them. They did an entire rebrand and it was very, very different from their old branding. They had these like very dark colors, very neon. And I read an article where they describe the new one because it's this very earthy tone and it's like craft paper packaging, kind of like visiting a butcher block shop in a way. And that's kind of what they wanted to reflect their new packaging with, which I thought was super clean. Again, it's catering towards 
that both demographics that they might be looking into, as well as Earth Rated, they did a huge rebrand. And I think it really suits them because they're really going towards this sustainable efforts, which was, again, something that we recognized in the show this year, but, and it's a more clean, like, and they have this like subtle, like little dog in their logo that I thought that was so clever. So I think a big standout in the show was these rebrands that these companies did and showcasing all of it. So it it was pretty cool. Yeah. And something to keep in mind, if you are a brand manufacturer, you don't have to overhaul your entire brand. Uh, You can just do a simple refresh of the packaging. It is sure to get some attention. I noticed Native Pet, they, they changed their packaging for their treats and it actually works a little bit better than what I saw at the show last year. So, you know, you can use it as a point of room for improvement, but also as an attention grabber when you do these expos. So talking about products, Maddie, What are some of the products that caught your eye at Global this year and how did they stand out to you? A couple ones that I really liked. First was Licky Mat. They are coming out with a smaller Licky Mat for smaller size pets. And I thought that was really cool because they kind of had that just standard one size and then they came out with a cat version and now they're trying to cater to different size pets. And so I thought that was really unique and I'm definitely bringing that one into my store. Yeah. Um, And I want to congratulate them for actually winning one of the new product innovation awards at the showcase during the show for that specific product. And another cool one that they launched that I saw was an actual mat on which you can train your pet for stay or relaxation protocol. And then they had a licky mat and a bowl that's waterproof that you could also use for water that has the Velcro that you can attach to that mat. So you can teach them to do stay or relaxation protocol or just to simply, you know, for other types of training. So there, I see that, you know, brands like that are constantly innovating and basically creating more diverse uses for their products. Another brand that I was really interested in was the Stachios. They actually have a training treat dispenser where you put the treats inside the suspenser and it actually like slices them so that you can give it right right to your dog, like right into their mouth, instead of having to like reach in your pocket or put it like across from you. Or like, I usually just like shove them like in a little like tree pouch, but it's like a little dispenser that you could just shoot it right into their mouth. I thought it was the cleverest thing. And they had this like little spin wheel at their booth that was like huge. And they were spinning it anytime you like walk by and talk to them. But so I thought overall, that was like a really innovative, cool new product as well as let's talk about Earth Animal and West Paws collab on their no hides because they just came out with that funnel toy that holds the no hides to make them last longer. And honestly, this is a great example of an amazing collaboration. And I carry both of these brands in my store and we're taught, you know, upselling and bundling is really important in retail. And Candace talks all about this all the time. And this makes it so easy as a retailer for me to upsell because I already carry these two, these two brands and now they have a product that collabs together. And so just, I, I would love to see more brands and collaborations like this, where you're taking two amazing products and you're making like one that can kind of combine them both, but still have those, those products to sell where I don't have to get rid of both of them. So I, I love that. 
I thought that was just a great thing. I think they're like one of the first to do this. Yeah, absolutely. And they were such a huge hit at the show. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a great collaboration. Yeah, something really cool that I saw um, is there's a company called Brightkins, which creates products actually started out for kids for enrichment and puzzles and learning and growth and development. So now they've actually been developing them for pets. And I got to do a tour of the booth and they had some really cool stuff. And they basically, some of it was uh, school oriented. So they had a clicker that looked like a stapler. I thought that was hilariously cute. And I think it's so fantastic because you can then get kids engaged with training their dogs or their new puppies. The way that they made these products, it makes it more fun, I would say, for the younger generations to get involved in their dog uh, or pet care and pet training. Yeah, I, I carry those guys in my my store. I love their like door. They have the doorbells. They also have the talking buttons that you can record your voices on and where you can train your dogs to like hit the different buttons. They're a great brand. They're super innovative. And I'm yeah. really looking forward to seeing what else they do. And actually at the Brightkins booth, I got to meet Christina Hunger, who became known and famous for her dog, Stella, the world's first talking dog. So they actually came out and released their own talking dog buttons, which was really cool to see at the show. So now that we talked about some of our favorite products from the show, did you notice any trends or themes amongst these products at the expo this year? Yes. And like you, you kind of reiterated with the Brightkins, there was a lot of interactive products to kind of entertain the boredom of pets. So whether it was snuffle or forager mats, the lick pads and puzzles, that was something that I saw throughout the show in almost every single booth. Another thing that I noticed was freeze-dried products and food toppers are definitely trending. Sustainability and eco-friendly products are definitely on the rise, as well as birthday products. Metropause had new potty balls. Uh, Bocce Bakery came out with the DIY cake mixes. Give Pet has a gotcha day and birthday treats. I think Puppy Cakes came out with cuppy cakes where you put them in the microwave and it heats up into a little cake. Lord Jameson had their sprinkles that they release and Polka Dog with their cake batter treats. So much birthday stuff. Dog birthdays and gotcha day birthdays are on the rise, I believe. And it was definitely prominent at the show. And I, again, something that I saw throughout the, uh, the different booths was kind of celebrating with your pet. Yeah, those are some really cool birthday themed products at the show. And I just also want to congratulate Puppy Cakes because they won a couple of the new pet product showcase awards at the show too. And also another trend that I noticed now that you mentioned Polka Dog was there were actually several brands that really emphasized about being made in the USA and using high quality either uh, products or ingredients in the food or treats and making that at the forefront of their marketing and presentation of their products and as a differentiating factor or competitive advantage over other brands that may have been at the show. So that was something that I heard in a lot of conversations with different brands. And then going back to enrichment, cats are entering the conversation more and more and more. Like a lot of brands are, are saying, you know, here our products are specific for feline enrichment more often. Um, so you can see more of that coming down the pipeline. And my prediction is next year, the cats are going to have an even bigger presence um, at the shows, especially when it comes to not just their enrichment, but 
what goes to the, the enrichment, you know, the higher quality treats or ingredients that are going to go to, let's say, food-based enrichment products. And then pet wellness. Pet wellness is has been a hot topic for a while, but now we're actually seeing it more and more across the board in terms of really, you know, brands coming out with products that are specifically around their pets wellness in supplements or food or treats in addition to their care. We even saw pregnancy tests for dogs by Belly Labs at the show. So you can see more and more products that look like humanization of pets, right? So bringing the kind of level of care that we see in, you know, the industry for humans being more and more introduced for our pets. And a lot of it has to do with some findings and trends that were reported by the American Pet Products Association, which we're going to talk about um, later on in the episode. Yeah. And speaking of that too, in, you know, the wellness and the health category, as well as like combining both the pet parent and the pet wellness together, I just brought in a brand from global, from pet parents. It's a pet detergent. It's called Paturgent. And it's basically a detergent for pets. And it has all of the ingredients and enzymes to get that fur out. And I thought that was just incredible. And it's just so unique and different. And it really shows the way the pet industry is going with pet parents and how they're treating their pets, like you mentioned, and living this healthy lifestyle for both the pet itself, but also the pet parent. So I, yes, I definitely think that's on a trend and it's on the rise. Awesome. So let's talk about the booths at the show. Did you notice any trends or themes there as well? Like I mentioned earlier, there was definitely a shift in what was being given out at these shows. From past, I felt like I was getting so many bags, so many pens, so many handouts with pictures and pricing of products. And this show felt different. I felt like it was more of here, try my product for yourself and get to know me. And it was less about the handouts with the pictures and more about the samples. And I I honestly could not believe the amount of samples that were given. It was amazing because it provided a more confidence approach in the relationship between the two. And it was nice for me because I got to go home and test the product since that's, you know, what I do with majority of whatever I bring in. And I felt like I was able to have that connection and make sure that I liked the product without feeling pressured to buy. And I really saw that throughout the show, as well as I felt like there was a lot more product demonstrations, like you mentioned earlier with the with Pride and Grooms and showing the product on actual pets. And I think uh, the lick, Licky Mat, they were showing how those pads work and how you insert it. So I think that that was also really nice to showcase kind of, okay, how this works and before I bring it in, rather than just like seeing the product in a picture and then kind of forgetting about it later. There was some kind of way for me to remember, oh yeah, I remember this guy showing me how the new snuffle mats work and what, how big they were. So it was, it was definitely a shift I saw from previous shows that I've been to. Yeah, I was amazed at how many samples I brought home and I came prepared. Like we mentioned in our first episode to prepare for a global, uh, we said, bring an extra bag that you can check in. I brought my duffel bag and by the end of day two, I couldn't put anything else into it. Like it was full. 
And it's great because I got to actually, you know, I, I, my dog is amazing for testing and demos and I love creating content around that. So it's a great opportunity, not just for your potential buyers. If you are a manufacturer or product maker listening to this, it's also a great opportunity for people to create content around your products, especially if they're going to be coming on new onto the market and you want to create some hype and excitement. So I've been seeing a lot of influencers on social media who attended the show you know, demonstrating these new products that haven't been released yet and creating a lot of buzz and excitement for their followers around them. So this is a really great marketing strategy, guys. So let's talk about the fun that we had with our Pet Boss Nation community at the show. Did you get to have any interesting conversations or connections with our community members or club members? Yes. And as you all know, Pepos hosted two collaborative meetups during the show. We had our morning mingle with Boss Nation brands, and then we had the pre-welcome reception meetup with Pets Plus Magazine. And first off, I am so proud of how many members showed up and stopped by. Like, we love you. We love you. We love you. And we really got to chat with them and even non-members as well. And my takeaway from that was that everyone was that I talked to was really excited about the show and the opportunity to connect with each other. And I know that I asked our club members their thoughts on the pet industry and where it's going. And a lot of them were super excited for new product categories and shifts in the type of products that are being brought out. And a lot of club members told me that their goals for 2023 were to expand whether it was a product category or another store, which is incredibly impressive. And they were also super appreciative and have been relying heavily on other pet industry professionals for ideas, for help, for suggestions, like the Pet Boss Club, like our Pet Boss Free Group, and brands itself. And that's super inspiring. And they really also like to take inspiration from our club members and others and it, they told me that it had given them the confidence to grow their businesses in ways that they honestly have never thought of before. So we had a lot of fun at our meetups with them and just getting to talk to them and see their excitement and getting to meet a lot of you all in person was a great opportunity. And so I, yeah, they were all excited and it's always a pleasure seeing them. Yeah, definitely. And I love like the energy that people have at the beginning of the show. People are just, you know, ready to rock and roll and really to, you know, just have their, you know, make their discoveries and and have fun while they're at it. It's it's great, you know, that you're there for your business for work. But when I ask someone, are you having fun? Are you enjoying the show? And they they're like, Yes, you know, I got to do this or I got to see that. You're like, that's what it's about, you know, because we're in the pet industry. It's about pets. It should be fun. So it's really amazing when, you know, I see people who are just really feeling that energy and bring, bringing that fun back into their business. Because at the end of the day, we got into it for our passion, for our pets. Yes, we're here to make a profit. We're here to make money. But at the end of the day, we're also making an impact on pet parents and the lives of their pets. So, you know, keeping it light and fun. And I think that the show did a really good job with all those activations and booths and products that we talked about to help bring that fun out. So that was a common theme that I saw in conversations that I had with members of our community and the club. So that was really great to see. I love to see people having fun. (laughs) 
And they were also like collaborating with each other, like showing them, because again, so many samples, they were like bringing, like showing like what booths they've already went to. And like, you got to go check this booth out. So it was like, kind of like getting everybody else excited about where to check out. And maybe they weren't familiar with certain brands and others were talking about their experiences just as we do online, but it like brought it in person, made it so much more real. And it was, again, it was great seeing everybody. Yeah, definitely. I mean, most of the year we're connecting virtually. And so these are one of those few opportunities for us to come together in person and really connect on a deeper level and really, you know, feel re-energized for the rest of the year so that we can really bring that energy and passion to our businesses. So trade shows like this are great opportunities for that. If you have never been to a pet expo like this, definitely consider because it will really help you in your pet business and in in more ways than one. It's not just about showing up to buy products. It's also, you know, building those connections, bringing back your inspiration into the business. So definitely look out for opportunities to do that for your business and for yourself. So let's get into the details because there were some interesting reports released during uh, the show from the American Pet Products Association. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that, Maddie? So the APPA came out with their latest pet ownership and spending data, and they always release this at the show. And a few things that they said is that the industry is at $136.8 billion in total sales which is a 10.8% increase compared to 2021, which is crazy. And for the first time, pet ownership is evenly split between the two generations, the Gen Z and millennials, and the two older generations, the Gen X and the baby boomers, which is a game changer in the industry. And it was also said that in-person shopping has seen an increase now and is now preferred by nearly 50% of pet owners, which is led by the Gen Xers and the boomers, as well as two thirds of pet owners consider their pets when making their financial plans and half are willing to spend more money on pet products that are made in the USA, that are branded named, ethically sourced, BPA-free and eco-friendly. And from attending global and chatting with the attendees, the exhibitors, that growth in statistics was so evident at the show. The sustainable products, the rebranding, the collaborations with each other, and the social media. I saw so many brands, retailers, and a lot of pet influencers that I follow posting on social media during the show. They were making reels of their experience. They were showing interesting products to their customer base. They were brands were tagging and resharing with retailers. There was so much content being put out. And if you didn't watch our previous episode, everything is content and it fosters that deeper connection with your clients, with your customers and potential new ones that you will meet in the future. And I had a conversation with a club member at the show because they noticed that this influx of you know content creators and influencers and the shift in the demographics and who's buying from them. And we we chatted because about how they could utilize their local influencers to kind of boost their business and bring in them as local customers and really own in on these new demographics. And so it was definitely that 50-50 split with the demos. 
it is being noticed by these pet industry professionals. And they're looking for ways to really take that initiative and gain that audience through that brand recognition, that collaboration, that connection with each other. And from everything we kind of discussed throughout, everything that they said on this stats is completely true. And we're seeing it in the industry every day. So none of it honestly surprised me. Yeah, definitely. And in addition to the 50% that are shopping in store. The other thing that is on the rise is shopping online. I mean, how many, in terms of social media, I mean, how many times do you hear somebody say, I bought it because of TikTok? There are so many more products that people are learning about for the first, their first interaction is because they see somebody else using it on social media. So really, you know, stepping up your content game whether it's leveraging local influencers, you don't have to pay the big bucks to those who have 100,000 plus, okay? You can you know, have people who are members of your community locally uh, support you on this and be your champions of your business on social media because yeah. you know, creating content is going to help get your brand awareness out there and also you know, build that credibility for the use of your products, the ones that you carry, the ones that you promote, the ones that you sell as you know as as a trusted product and we we chatted when i was talking to this club member we chatted about well how do i do that well how do i bring in these local influencers and we they had just done a vip night with their own customers that their loyal ones bring them in and i was like well why don't you just do the same but for these local influencers like bring them in for a night that's exclusive give them a box full of a couple of products and utilize your partnerships and your connections with your brands to kind of fill that box. So it doesn't, it doesn't have to be costly, like you mentioned, and they love the idea. And I hope that they go and execute that. So there was many different ways. So it's not, you don't have to spend a bunch of money and get these high ones, but you do need to do something. Definitely. Definitely. So Maddie, how do you think attending the Global Pet Expo will benefit your work in the pet industry? And what insights or ideas did you gain from the experience? So personally for me, I came in with the mindset that I wanted more opportunities for partnerships with my brands that I carry and that I wanted more support on upcoming events and really creative ideas that I have. And sometimes email is tough going back and forth. So again, it was really great to foster the relationship in person and make those connections. And I honestly felt like I walked away doing that and I accomplished that. And again, I've also got to bring in new products that I didn't think that I was going to bring in at all because of that relationship. And because I was so intrigued by the way that they presented themselves, they presented their booths, they presented the product that really leaned me in into bringing it in. And so I think that overall, attending this expo really helped me. Oh, I see this product. I see it on a shelf. I hear about it, but actually getting to know it, getting to know the people behind it gave me the insight I needed to kind of push me towards bringing it into my store. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, Maddie. For myself, I love networking. Some people call me the networking queen because I just love talking to people, making connections, building strategic partnerships, 
doing collaborations. I'm always looking for uh, opportunities to help others provide value and build a connection to help people grow their businesses, because that's what I, I love doing. So for me, it's just amazing to be able to attend a show. When I was going to all the booths, I was talking to the brand founders, and then I was you know, creating all this content. And then I would just say like, hey, want me to airdrop this to you? So you have it too. So, you know, I, I liked being able to, you know, surprise them like that. That was something I came up with on the spot. So tip for all of you content creators out there to do for the brands. And then another thing is just, you know, seeing how I can potentially work with and help bring these brands visibility into the Pet Boss Club, right? Because in the Pet Boss Club, we actually do different brand partnerships where we set up exclusive deals for our club members. So extra perk there, guys. If you have your eyes set on joining the club sometime, you can look forward to that. We are going to be opening enrollment again in July. We have some exclusive new deals coming your way. And just, you know, really connecting with people in person and being able to interact with the products and learn right there on the spot, rather than just always doing my research online. Now, a lot of people, especially pet parent consumers, the younger generations do tons of research online before they buy a product, but it's a completely different experience when you're able to be at the show in person and really get an in, on, on hands experience learning about the products, which you know, regular pet parents don't have that opportunity. You know, if you're attendee of the show, you do. Um, so that's also critical for if you are an attendee, you are a retailer or a buyer for you to bring that experience into your own brick and mortar store. If you have a brick and mortar or e-commerce and see how you can incorporate that education, that awareness, you know, helping your pet parents understand the products that they're considering because they don't really get that same opportunity that you do when you're learning about them directly from the brands. So that is a really, really fun opportunity that I really enjoy of the show. So it's the networking for me, it's learning on hands about the products and uh, seeing how I can provide value to these brands, provide feedback, create content, uh, look at strategic collaborations and partnerships. I live for this stuff, guys. So that's about it, everybody. You know, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Boss Your Business podcast. Something that Candace likes to ask our guests on the show is, how do you boss your business? So now after attending Global Pet Expo, how are you going to be bossing your business of Modern Companion, Maddie? So after the show, I think I've realized that I really need to utilize the partnerships and collaborations that I do have with these vendors. and. I am going full force and I've already reached out to a bunch of them. I've already started actually bringing in a lot of the products that I mentioned earlier, like the pet detergent. It already went viral on TikTok and we already sold out of our last batch of them. So we now have to order, but I'm definitely going to utilize them for events that I have coming up, like build topple event where we're going to teach uh, pet parents how to incorporate cool designs within their topples from West Paw. And we're hoping that, you know, we can collab with them to send us like ingredients and ideas that we can make the actual event go smoothly, as well as a bunch of brands are going to be coming to our big events that we do like our barking lot party. So really, I'm just I'm utilizing uh, the vendors and my relationships with them to kind of bring them into my store and get them hands-on with my customers the same way that they would do at Global, because I think it's very important. 
What about you, Yolanta? How are you going to boss your business after attending Global Pet Expo? Well, I'm just super stoked and excited about all of the connections that I made and really being able to take those further. One of the ways is through the Pet Boss Club. So bringing in strategic brand partners to help support our club members and also just, you know, taking those connections that I built with those brand founders to the next level. I've been collaborating here and there. What I did an Instagram takeover with a local pet business in New York City, which was so much fun because I love showcasing brands on social media. So that was great. And then, yeah, I just have a lot of other projects that are on the, in the works. So guys, uh, stay tuned, keep an eye out. So thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Boss Your Business podcast. We've had a lot of fun sharing our global pet expo takeaways for 2023 with you. Yes. And we're so excited to be attending again next year. And hopefully we see some of you also at the next show, which is Super Zoo in August. Woohoo. All right, guys. Thank you. Bye.